Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, June the 13th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A, proper week six, which is the third Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Tuesday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves in Psalm 16, we'll read verses 1 and 2, and then verses 12 through 19. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 16, verses 1 and 2, and verses 12 through 19. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and I will call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem, praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us. Just recently, at the time of this recording, I was able to take part in a funeral service of a friend who lived a great long life. And one of the verses from Psalm 116 was his life verse. It's verse 12. It's a provocative question. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And I just I reflected on that, how a lot of times we have these aspirational quotes or maybe uh, some sort of a saying that helps to, um, I don't know, a bit like a it's like a governing presence over our life. And what I loved most about this guy is that a question was the one that uh, led him forward, right? Because if you start with a good question, there's a lot of options. Um, it's not just one simple response or one simple answer, but many things apply. Particularly when you say, like, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? And I think the question that comes back is a lot, right? And because there's a lot of things that God has done for us, therefore, there's a lot of parts of our lives, segments of our lives that can be returned to God. It seems to be what's going on in Psalm 16. The scholars suggest that this is a prayer that was offered for someone who has received a blessing because of a prayer request or because of urgent need that they have. Some scholars suggest that perhaps this is a person who was sick and uh, they came back to the temple to be inspected by the priests in order to return to community and family. And because of that, before they leave, they wanted to return I think offering to God. You'll notice the occasion which frames this psalm in 116 verses 1 and 2, where the psalmist says, Because the Lord heard his, heard his plea and his prayer, because he inclined his ear, some translations say, I will call upon him as long as I live. So this person is obviously in the like afterglow of having a prayer answered. Uh, I think all of us have been there, right? Like we were in the midst of something heavy, something overwhelming, something that had a, like a long shadow cast over us. We wondered if we we're going to receive any help, any sort of relief or something. Maybe it was a stressful situation in a workplace. 
maybe it was a relational strain that seemed to have no end. Like there was a cycle, right? Like, like we would, you know, settle for a moment and then conflict would happen again. And then all the old scores would be brought back up and we would get angry with one another and then we'd spend time away from each other and then it'd be settled again. But it was just never totally brought to peace, right? But then we finally reason with one another and like there was this like sense of like relief, like, wow, they've got it all off our chest. And we live to tell of it. And I think that we're going to be able to see things repaired and settle from here and then move forward in a better direction, right? Like we've all been there, like where this great relief happens. And we've been carrying this heavy burden and it's like finally off our shoulders and we're able to stand up straight and we're able to walk with a bit more levity in our life. That's exactly what the, the situation of this psalm. And so the psalmist doesn't just uh, talk about their own life and all the praise that's with their own life. But uh, as they're there, verse 17 says, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all these people in the courts of the house of the Lord in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. So this person who has received this great answer of prayer, like they're, they're begging other people, imploring other people, join me as I praise the Lord. Hasn't he done as much for you? And hasn't he done as much for you? Just uh, keep him, it allows me to keep in mind the power of a wonderful community, right? A community that we have in the church where um, at any given moment, you can look to your right and to your left, and you might find a person who's under great strain, right? And so you pray for them. You look to the person to their right, and that's the person who's just received some relief from a, a crippling issue, and therefore you praise. And you're like, hey, y'all should like meet one another uh, because your need could be matched by this person's witness right and then and then like we'll go down the road together and then the person on your left who was just had a heavy burden like they received some relief and then the person a new person on your right like they've got a burden and so you're like hey y'all need to need to meet one another so i just love how uh, this gratitude and, and thankfulness is something that can be shared and it can be spread over a group of people. I was, was reading a bit from Michael Frost. He's got this great book called Surprise the World. He talks about blessing, how this should be a habit among the people of God. We bless and strengthen one another. Because whenever you're blessed by somebody, you feel like you got to return the favor. Like, not in some um, unhealthy obligation, but just out of overflow of gratitude, right? And so you look around, and you're going to bless somebody else. And then they look around, they're going to bless somebody else. And what Frost says is that there's like this great ricochet of blessing that happens within a community. I think the thanks, I think the same thing can be said about gratitude, right? If I'm grateful and it's like a real gratitude, like it's not some thin sappy, I've got to be grateful. So I'm going to like muster up some sort of a word of praise, but like something that comes from the gut, right? Like a bass note type gratitude. Like that's something that helps everyone tap their toes and nod along to the beat, right? Um, I think that's something I've experienced in the church. What I've experienced, and there's been up and downs, no denying that. I think the the, the tremendous up in the life of Christ and the, and the body among the body of believers is you get to see people who just get to a more spacious place, right? And they are so grateful, and you see that the authenticity, like on their face. That they're in a place of freedom and restoration and hope. And uh, in a moment when you feel faint, like you can lean upon that and it helps carry you through, doesn't it? I think that's one of the powerful things of community. And so what shall we say here? We uh, should be like the psalmist who brings a request to God and then watches and waits for God to answer that. And then instead of just moving on to the next thing, to the next task, to the next thing on the list, we are grateful and we call other people into our gratitude 
because it might just be the very thing that they need for their own buoyancy and their soul as well. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you that there are so many things that we can be grateful for. We thank you for life and breath and friendship and food and jobs and uh, tasks and, and visions and callings that we can all cling to today, that we get to experience and enjoy. And we thank you that to all this revolves and, and turns around you. Uh, you're the center of it all because you give us delight in all things. And we thank you for the witness of the psalmist who in the midst of their great plight, they raised their voice that you heard them and you answered. And because of that, they had a just an overflowing gratitude in their soul. And we thank you that this is something that can encourage us. And we thank you for the body of Christ where there's a profound need. There's also profound blessing and restoration. And so God, for the body of Christ today that wakes up to this day and meets it with uh, lethargy, that meets it with loss, uh, we ask that your kingdom would come and that your will be done. We pray that you would sustain those weary ones in this moment. God, for the body of Christ that rejoices, we thank you that we get to rejoice with it and that their personal rejoicing, we get like this um, secondary uh, support where we get to watch their life and know that you are near to us as well. And so God, we pray that for those who are walking in a season of victory, walking in a season of blessing, that they would be given platforms, that they'd be given space and opportunities to share what you've done in their life and that it would lead to the sustaining of many others around them. We ask all these things. In Jesus' name, amen.